All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back into right, Bay Area Combat Welcome North Bay Face-Off. I am your host, Jim Cooley, along with my co-host, Steve Barnett, matchmaker weekly, and co-owner of Bay Area Combat. We are just off of a really big show that took place in Napa, and we have two guys that were heavily involved in that event here with us today. John Santos, the, the guy behind Santos Jiu-Jitsu in the Bay Area. I think it's San Ramon, correct? Yes. Um, and, of course, one of his fighters who retained the California State title, Michael Bueno. Yeah, that was a, that was a decent fight, I guess. We'll get into that in a few five? minutes. No, Michael Bueno uh, got a unanimous decision over Philip Hattersley in our main event. We're going to work down the card, though, guys. We're going to start from the beginning, and we're all going to kind of talk about what we saw and what we thought. I know Michael didn't probably get to see very many of the fights because he was in the back, and I don't know how many John got to see either, but um, we're going to talk about some of these fights, including, in my opinion, what was a big upset, which was the Diego Bigelow fight. I thought Diego had that fight, and unfortunately didn't work out that way. So let's start at the beginning. Steve, you put these fights together. We had seven finishes. I think we had four decisions um so obviously it was a, it was a pretty well put together card let's talk about austin brown and brett candler what did you think of that fight steve <laughs> i thought austin was getting his ass whooped the first two rounds you know it's like he you know he was he wasn't listening to our corners and it's like uh, i see it's kind of funny john and john and myself we, we train together we have gyms we decided fuck it let's get these guys to fight and it was a great matchup uh, uh, Brett did a really, really good job throughout the whole. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. He, Austin's your fighter, yeah, and Brent's your fighter. Yeah, yeah, okay. See, okay. You, you can't say that I take sides yeah. on any type of fight. I actually, you know, my guy was losing. It always looks suspicious though when the when the promoter's fighter wins. Yeah. Rain shots down. <laughs> Just beat you know, his ass. It, it's, it, it was impossible. We <laughs> Did both he do what knew, you wanted him to do? You came out swinging because so I have a feeling that's what you wanted to do. Despite looking at your record. By the way, two seconds. He could have got two more seconds. A little more cardio. What they're talking about, guys at home, if you did not see this fight, and it'll be up on YouTube soon, is Austin was losing this fight for pretty much the entire fight and then came back and hit the TKO on Brent in the final round. So Yeah, you know, but hopefully our guys learned a lot from that fight. You know, I'm sure we'll be all training together again next week. See, now that's a fight, and we've talked about this before on the show, and I'm going to talk to John about this a little bit because he's a trainer too is I always say once you beat a guy in MMA, and this is what I was always taught when I was fighting, is once you beat him, there's no reason to go back and fight him again. However, a guy like Brent is like, look, man, I was kicking your ass for almost three rounds, and then you got lucky on me. I know Brent wants that fight back. He wants to run that back yeah, for sure. Yeah, he wants to run that back. Uh, he was also he was sick before, he got his back hurt, and no excuses, but he got stabbed. So he was on the medicine, so he couldn't train for a while. And then uh, when he got off of it, he was trying to do everything everything last minute nah, and it's just one of those <laughs> things you gotta show up my, and uh, put in the work I brought, yeah. I brought the bell well as a coach let me ask you once your guy beats somebody do you ever want him to go back and fight that guy again or do you think hey that's a waste of time we're going backwards it depends on the fight. Once. If it was, it was you know, slobber knocker, everyone's going back and forth. And, and the, if, they, if they're pro, can they get paid? <laughs> right, right, right. And if amateur, like the, those two little, little guys, I mean, light guys, you know, uh, they, they didn't they didn't do a lot of damage to each other. And that's something where I feel like them going against each other again, Not maybe not the next show, maybe in the future, if they both can train. I think that would be worthwhile instead of going against some wrestler that's just going to leg hump you for three rounds. Yeah. We'll, talk, we'll talk about Michael Wayne and those something. So, you know, it was a good fight. It was a, really, it was a great fight. You know, it's like I'm proud. You know, it's like 
And what a way to start the show. I mean, first fight of the night, too, and it was like a big comeback. Really, no, you know? no tape studies. So, great. I, yeah, I thought both guys looked good. Yeah, yeah, all the props to that guy. You know? Bueno, you probably trained with Brent a little bit then, right? Oh, yeah, of course I did. Did you expect him to win that fight? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of thought he was going to. But, um, don't, don't, don't hold back to love here. <laughs> no, no, no. I, like, I, I thought he was going to for sure, you know, like, because uh, I trained with him and everything. Do you, you know anything about uh, him? Have you asked around? Nothing? Just, you got a little no, tired. Just fuck it whenever I see him, I'm going to sock him. His gas I just know that he flies out of Dragon House. Couldn't keep his fucking hands up. And that, yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. And Joe was, happens, Joe was telling him to yeah. stay standing. You stay standing, keep yeah. throwing, and he wasn't uh, listening. And when you say Joe, you're talking about Joe Crosscott. Joe Crosscott. Yeah. 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 He was with me. He's trying to take him down or, like, you know, hop to guard or something like that. It's not jiu-jitsu, man. It's fucking nine for actually fighting. Yeah, that's on camera. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't feel bad now. What would you just call him, Joe what? Crosscott. See, now, you're his coach, right? Yes. And you know his last name is Crosscott. Yes. And I actually get in trouble when I say Crosscott. So now, if his coach says I'm going to start saying it. I'm changing his name right here, right now. No one's going to stop me. All right, let's move on to the next fight. Uh, Sal Cuevas out of a stellar MMA taking on Jihad Muhammad from Dragon House. And, 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 uh, and Team Santos. He just recently started training. We're talking about Jihad? No, 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 no. no. Sal oh, Sal's a team. Okay. So, so he's training with us for like actually a couple months so far right now. Like uh, going back and forth with the stellar and everything. He's working on his jiu-jitsu. We'll get him, we'll get him lined up on the camera. We'll get him lined up on the camera. It still says a stellar, but I mean, okay, so he's training yeah, you, with you guys. You couldn't tell with his jujitsu and everything, like, you know, like, fights, for the most part, up, during so the match. This was, yeah. You know, the two top <laughs> he goes, okay, so he goes so into this fight, I think he's 0-1, right? He, had, he hadn't won yet, They're gonna run and he's out of taking on uh, Jihad Muhammad. By the way, dude, <laughs> listen, what's what's this guy's nickname, <laughs> Jihad Muhammad? Something, the bomber? Your name's Jihad Muhammad, and you come to the U.S., and your nickname's the bomber, dude? Like, you got big balls, even, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he got his first win. How did he feel about that? He felt really good. He felt um, pumped up. He, okay. just, he wants to go back and train more and harder. You know, he wants to do it again. And, you know, he's he listened to his corner, and that was good. And um, you know, he, he's positive. It's all. So who worked who worked the corners for your team at the show? I know Joe was in the corner. We talked about so, that. So yeah, he had he had the his main his main instructor, a guy named DJ, and then Joe. With Brandon. Okay. Okay. So Brandon. Now was that kind of the was that for everyone that fought on the card that night, or do you have different coaches? No, it was normally Joe and I. Okay. Yeah. So Joe and I we basically go out there and take care of everyone. Well, we had one fight drop out. That was pretty cool for you. For that Salar story. We'll probably talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah. Sal definitely wanted to talk about. <laughs> and you were not happy about it either. No. Like, I remember walking out and seeing you guys kind of nose to nose a little bit. Not not mad at each other, but just like, hey, do we need to fix this situation? Sean wanted to beat me up to death. Huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a few minutes. It's Salisario, obviously one of the best fighters on the West Coast, yes. and and obviously Steve wants the guy on his show. I mean, because yeah, obviously, like I said, he's one of the best fighters. As these guys drink their beer, and I can't have any because I got to drive. All right, so unanimous decision. Okay. Sal Cuevas gets his first right, win over so Jihad Muhammad, which is his debut, by the way. 155 pound division. So I look for big things from both those guys because I thought Jihad looked pretty good as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's Really good. Number seven yeah. on the West really Coast. So he's, he's, he's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's Tap actually two and zero. He's right had some unchanged so fights. He's, okay. he's actually two and zero. So number four in California. You know, that was his two and one. He's two and one. Probably going to go up. Yeah, he just yeah. lost with you. Yeah, All right, then, let's move on to fight number three. Matt Chapman. By the way, big name in the Bay Area right now. I want to point this out. As an A's fan. 
yeah, Matt yeah, Chapman yeah. from hey, the A's is going to the All Star game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I think. Yeah, he just got named to the All Star team too, so I'm happy about that. So Matt Chapman taking on Thomas Melford. That's the other boy, Matt Chapman. So you know, Matt's first loss. So did I. That's why I got this beanie on. I didn't shave. But no, I can tell, man. Like your goatee's kind of going one way. You're going one way. You got the wrinkled shirt on. That's my man, right there. Think about your sentence. Spit it out slowly. <laughs> but shit. he fought a really so, you know, tough Sir Gregory. He fought him down at 51 55. Kid's an animal. You know, with the guy's experience, I didn't think that that was a good matchup for Matthew way back when. This is his debut, correct? Yeah, and that kid was tough. He's had other fights and stuff. So I was thinking that was a little rough. Well, it was a good learning experience for Matt. So Matt's with you guys or he's over with El Nino? Okay, he is El Nino. So, and I also know that Matt's been out on because of personal injury stuff. He's out for like a year. And so I figured Matt uh, Thomas uh, would yeah, be a great, he's my, great he's my boy, matchup so I mean, one because you know Thomas is yeah, has, he's not coming off any type of injury or anything like that. He was hungry, yeah. he wanted to come out and fight. Yeah, we right. about he had a before, fight fallout down in the uh, it's, it's uh, Valley Fight you know, Series, so he was talking to me down there. So I said, "Yeah, I got a matchup right now for you." And he took it. Matt Matt came out and showed true true competitive Yeah, yeah, for sure. You could for sure tell he was working on his striking. That's what he was doing. Look at the guy I thought didn't get to see very many fights, like remembers like everything about the night in every fight. That's pretty good. I pay attention to my teammates fighting for sure. What the hell? If they're fighting, I'm going to go watch that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Matt did some pretty like amazing jumps. Oh my, that fucking suplex? Holy shit. Max Griffin was talking about that suplex after that fight too. Yeah, that hurt me. So when you get the UFC guy looking at it and said, hey, that was a pretty damn good suplex, and you know it was a good suplex. And those fucking bombs he was dropping on? Yeah. God damn. Great fight, great fight for Matt. Yeah, so in my in my promotion, you know, Matt's gonna have some things coming towards him. So um, in that one seventy pound division, yes. yeah, yeah. You, and you, wait, wait, who's the champion of the one seventy? Uh, I don't think we have one, do we? We're in the talks. We have a sixty five though, right? No, Diego, Diego uh, Lopez is the champion right now, but okay. you know, if he's not able to fight for us, and then just now in May, is he going pro or is he? No, he's not going pro. He's he's caught up in doing school. Oh yeah, yeah. I get it. He's in school too. Damn school. Bueno works full time. Yeah. And then um, he's in the union school too. Hey, local four six seven. Yes. And he's a belt collector. A belt collector as well. Yes. All right, so let's move on to fight four. By the way, that fight ended with uh, Matt Chapman TKO, guys. Uh, next fight, Christopher Fernandez and Noel Talma. I call that the fight of the night. Yeah, yeah it was a great fight. That was, great fight. Went to decision. That was a slug, that was a slug fest. They stood there in front of each other and slugged it out. Yeah. That was amazing. Well, he fights out of the UFC gym. But guys like you make it easy for guys like Steve, too, because it's easy for him to put fights. How come every guy that wins kind of trains at your gym once in a while? You think we don't see what the hell's going on here? Hey, Chris been coming on the same. JT Steele, if you're watching this, I need you to launch an investigation immediately into Steve Martin. Uh, so uh, Christopher comes in, trains with us on Saturday mornings. Okay. Okay. You know, he lives nice. down at Hercules. He, but he trains at UFC. Yeah. But he does uh, wrestling at a school down at uh, Fremont somewhere on the way up from work. Okay. Okay. And then he does. Uh, uh, so you've been pretty yeah, lucky then, like no yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then, and then he wrestles and stuff. So and then he hits us on Saturdays. Nice. So that fight, guys. When honestly, if you guys are watching this, keep an eye on the YouTube because the fights do come out. They do come out on Facebook as well. That's a fight you need to watch because that was an amazing it's, it's, fight. It's, it's out already. Is, are they out already? Okay. Yeah. So go check out the Fernandez versus Toma fight because that was a great Deborah fight. Deborah actually got it posted on her page. Didn't you, Deborah? No, she says no. 
Just waiting for the individual fights. I think I was supposed to have a stitch in my head until like the. We need to get you a microphone. It's crazy. Usually you have a big mouth, but then we come on the show and we can't hear you. I don't know. So Christopher Fernandez, unanimous decision over Noel Toma, and that was a, a great fight in my opinion. That's um, it. And I think, and I want to double check for sure, but I think that was Fernandez's first win, right? Yes. Yeah. Triple gold. He's been in some some battles the last two shows, right? I remember one fight. His first fight at my show was with Isaiah Prowse. Yeah. And they slugged it out to the point. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. He got like a couple foot cuts on his face. He's kind of like that Clay Guida guy, where every fight he's in, he may not win it, but it's always a fight that everyone remembers. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was bad. Yeah. It was such a badass um, fight. I started wrestling when I was yeah. nine. So we'll move on to the next fight. Now, listen, Sean Foster is my friend. Uh, we're both Army. I love this dude. I'm going to be honest. I thought this was probably, I don't want to say the most boring fight because that's not a nice thing to say, and Sean knows I'm, I'm being honest here. I thought that Sean should have pushed forward harder because I thought that Adam got tired quickly. I, I thought that Sean had the power in his hands to finish him. And I know it was only Sean's second fight. He's had like a boxing match and stuff like that. But I, I think that Sean needs to kind of develop a little bit more of a killer instinct. I know he's going to get mad at me for this. But a little bit more of a killer instinct because I honestly feel like Sean Foster could have won that fight in the first round. I, I just feel like if he would have pushed forward, he would have won that fight quicker. Yeah, I think Adam's, Adam's conditioning was a major factor. In Absolutely. He was tired right away. Yeah, but you know, though, Adam, Adam and... Uh, so, great guy, too. Adam, Adam's a great guy, too. Yeah, you know, George Kariosko and Adam... How old is he? He's, He's like 40, 40, right? 42. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Dude, but he comes out and slugs it out. Remember, he had a fight of the night was down in Vallejo with uh, I remember. George Cochet. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, that, and I honestly was waiting for fireworks in that fight because they both hit really, really hard. And then, like I said, Adam got tired, and then Sean didn't really push forward. I don't know if Sean got caught with something and it made him hesitate to move in. That could have been it, too. And adrenaline dump, all that. Yeah. He's just getting used to it. Yeah. If you would have saw Adam's last Definitely fight, though, I, I'd have been kind of cautious, though, too. So yeah. they probably did uh, see tape on him. Yeah, he did but get in Vallejo. The, the yeah. positive side of this yeah. is I think that Sean has a huge future because he's he's got crisp punches. I mean, he's a little sloppy at times. That's like you said. That's just him getting used to it, feeling it out. Man? But I think that the, as hard as he hits and the conditioning that he has, I look for Sean to do a lot bigger things in that division. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I want to see him get that killer. Maybe he'd come train with you guys and get that killer instinct. Go in, go in for the kill when it's time to go in for the kill. Bueno doesn't do that, though. <laughs> uh, Marcus Blevins, Hack Culling. Now, there's some controversy in this fight. Hack wasn't really happy with the stoppage. Yeah. You know, Marcus was on top, pounding away. Yeah. To me, it was a, okay, it's so a fair stoppage. Is nobody okay. the first gym you walked into? I mean, I, I Did can't. you guys see this? I didn't get to see that one. And was no. that I, I didn't either. Somebody told you about I, it? I'm going to be, I'm going to play had, devil's uh, advocate a little bit. I, it, uh, I thought the hack was okay. But on oh, the he, same he token, okay. on the same token, I agree that it could have been a stoppage. Uh, like, yeah. I just think it was one of those wobblers where it's like you could stop it or you could let it go. And the ref chose to stop it. And you got to remember, I mean, this, that's it. Was that an amateur fight? That was, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah so. It's all amateur fights. Yeah, all amateur fights, yeah. So I get, I get, I do too many shows, so there's like pros and amies mixed in. So amateur fight, they're going to stop it earlier than they would in pro fight. Maybe a pro fight, that fight goes a little bit longer, and maybe Hack gets knocked out, or maybe he gets up. You never know. Yeah, see, it's like, and I agree with you. It, it could have went further, you know what I mean? But the ref. You know, we, I've seen some people get really beaten up by the refs not stopping okay, fights. Right. And, and amateurs, you're not getting paid. Yeah, like absolutely. So that's what happened in that fight. Uh, Blevins over Hack. It was a stoppage, TKO, and Hack still upset with the st I think he even almost walked out of the cage at first. Um, 
Now, here's, a, here's a, what I thought was the upset of the night, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Alexander Griffin, and I'm going to say his name wrong again, even though I always announce it. Osimon Oyamonlin. Um, and Oyamonlin got the submission victory over Griffin. And Griffin is, like, highly touted because he's coming out of Sacramento. He's training with some monsters. His brother just signed a six-fight UFC contract for a whole bunch of bread. And, you know, people are looking for him to do big things. And I actually thought he was probably going to come out and win this fight. But, man... Oya Monlin looked amazing in this fight. I, I, I was a really amazed at that fight, too. I kind of, I was leaning towards Alexander also, you know, because it's like he's, he's a tough guy. He's, he's got like, the pedigree, too, and the team. And he's, yeah, he's, he's like one of those silent killer kind of guys, you know. Um, I didn't think it was going to go as fast or the way it did, you know, um, not taking anything away from Osi because Osi's tough also. Right. Um, I watched Osi lose in Sacramento to a leg humper. <laughs> you know, I mean, so I was thinking, you know, well, if you maybe if you practice the same strategy and that fight wasn't that far off, if you practice the same strategy, you couldn't have repaired that, that issue that fast. You know what I mean? So I mean, it could have been a strategically planned fight. You know, but I mean, but then they went to the ground and and Oyamonlin actually finished him. Yeah, he finished him. So I believe it was a rear naked, right? It was. Yeah. He got his back. Yeah. Took his back and, and slapped in the rear naked. And I was going to say, because Griffin's out training with, he's training with Max, he's training with Fluffy Hernandez, he's training with the Aspen lads, all these people that are in the UFC and in Bellator that have these big contracts or just one on the contender. So he's got a great camp. I don't know who Oyamonlin's training with. I think he's training with Sergio, right? Yeah. He's training with Sergio. They got tough guys out there. You got yeah. Mandango out there. Uh, oh, yeah. Jamario Mulder. I love that dude. Yeah. Yeah, they got some tough guys out there. I, um, I'm hoping that Alexander can come back from this and just shake it off and keep it. Like we said, it's Amy fights, and, you know, it all goes away when you turn yeah. pro anyway. So. Bounce back. Yeah. And then we, we had, like, 16 co-main events. We'll start with the first one. Uh, Terrence, wrong turn, say turn, taking on Cabrera. That was a fight. That was a great fight. And, and it's crazy because you see say turn 4-0, and uh, his opponent had lost six fights and only, I think, won three or something like that. But yet it was a super competitive fight. Let's let's correct it. Uh, Andrew's got more wins than in know, fights bro, than uh, what's on here. He's, okay, he's, he's got a lot of unsanctioned fights on yeah, there. Yeah, he's yeah, probably got yeah, like 15 fights. Okay, and I, and I was looking at his experience. I was looking at Terrence and stuff. I mean. How come you don't have a Facebook, you know, look bro? At Andrew's first round. I, mean, I, I, I was thinking he could have, yeah, if it would have I mean, kept like, going at the same pace, he could have won that fight. Yeah, I was, I was like, I knew that was gonna be a good matchup. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great fight. I honestly thought that yeah, that could have been fight of the night as well. One yeah. of the, uh, and a contender for fight of the night. Everybody's like telling me like, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, there's a few of them. That, I mean, that that really are good. We had Terrence in the studio a couple His weeks last ago. His fight was fucking good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a super beast. exciting fighter. Yeah, he's a beast. He's, he's not trying to hump your leg. That's for sure. He's trying to <laughs> fucking finish beat the, Yeah, beat the shit out of you with the ground and pound. That's that's the way it should be. Exactly. Are you trying to avoid booking leg humpers? Is that what we're getting at here? Well, you know what? Well, man, it's just kind of. Morning, you know, yeah, fuck. I agree. Let's see some action. Somebody wants Listen, to get knocked out or something, or fucking tap out. Well, because you know the, the the crowd wants to see a good fist fight. No matter how you I just love it. that we've decided to call them leg humpers. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, the most aliens. You know, yeah, you don't have most of us like carry a can of leg off and spray a fucking little coat of leg off on our legs. You know, but that's but you need ticket sales. But that you know, most fans don't understand that. They don't understand what they're doing. You know, and 
Yeah, yeah, remember, we're selling you know we're I mean? we're selling violence like, to the uh, community in a yeah. controlled env- in, in environment. You know, right. they want to see people too, bloodied up and knocked the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they want to see people go for it. Oh, yeah. they at least want to see you go for the fight. Yeah, you know, that's what my show's about. It's about fight. Yeah, I like fighting. And you and Deborah actually, as far as far as I can tell from all, I do a ton of shows. You guys have one of the most competitive cards every single time the shows come around. I try really hard. Lots of unanimous decisions. Lots of like really, even the guys who are winning, like we talked about the first fight, Austin was losing the whole fight and then came back and won. So even though you know it was a finish, it was a really super close fight. So that's like that's what you like to see on these on these uh, local cards. Um, Edwin De Los Santos, Smash Fighter. Uh, Rudy Ott's team over there taking on Jordan Vasquez. That was our one and only KO of the night, our actual knockout. Yeah, the judges never seemed to watch the same fights we watched. Yeah, that's a Jordan Jordan's a tough-ass dude, you know. And Edwin's got like nine Muay Thai fights and stuff. He's got a lot of fights. That's the thing about when you get these smash fighters, like they might only have one or two or no MMA fights, but I guarantee you they've been either doing Muay Thai or kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing some kind of combat sports for a very long time. Rudy wouldn't be putting him in there. What the right. Fuck yeah, the Rudy's. Yeah. You know, he's got a good, good, good training. He's got good really guys to train with down there. They always, every time he has a guy ready for me to fight, I'm like, okay, now I gotta find the right opponent. Fight. Right. That was a good fight. I thought yeah. it was a good fight. I mean, it just ended badly for Jordan. You know, how's Jordan feeling? You guys talk to him? I haven't I spoke with him yet. I haven't actually been telling him. The judges do their job, and that's what they feel. They see is what Okay. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll bounce back. Now I want to talk about the other. I don't want to say upset because I don't want to take anything away from Garcia at all but it, I guess surprising I'm going to call this fight surprising because listen we've had Diego on the show a few times obviously he's training with you guys he's, he's a beast you know um, and he's down at Dave or Dave Marinobles too right so he trains with Dave Marinobles um, and for him to come out and to, in my opinion like lose to Eugenio Garcia was a surprise. Uh, I thought it was a shock. I thought Big, Bigelow yeah, was going to sure. win that fight. You I'd know, like again, their styles are relatively similar. They, they come out, stand up to fight. Eugenio's not necessarily a ground guy. He's more By the way, another one of your fighters that won. I don't train with him. I want to keep this training. But he's Napa Valley, right? No, he's Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's a parking lot between our gyms. Oh, I see, I see. That's how you get through the investigation. They don't cross the wall in my parking lot. I see, I see. Okay. No, but uh, um, Diego didn't come to the fight. Fucking racket. Something distracted or something? His mind was not in the fight. We talked about that before we came on the air. You were saying that there might have been some personal issues. I don't know. He he wasn't a regular fighter that I've seen fight. Yeah. Yeah, because that last fight in Diego had was a fucking battle. Oh, 100%. And looking at that fight history, it's like you look at his fight that he just had and like, what the fuck was going on here? Yeah, where's that other guy? Yeah. He's another guy that's got a huge team over there with right. Julius Wright, all those right. guys. Sal Osorio, not Sal Osorio. No, 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 uh, what's the other guy? The big, the the guy in your class over there. I can't think of who it is. Uh, uh, what's that? You say there's nobody in your class? Who? Joe? Your weight class? No. Yeah, I can't remember who it is, but he's training with a bunch of beasts over there too. And Max Griffin and those guys go training at too. Julius over there too. Yeah, but it's somebody else that I'm thinking of. But either way, he's training with a big team over there with a lot of killers, and so it's 
it's hard for me to believe that they so would allow Steve, him to let's say he, to fight if he's got a lot of stuff going on. You yeah, know what I mean? He, so maybe well, it was. you guys all seen it. I better not you know what I mean? You know, yeah. the, fight, the fighter that was at my show let's fighting say he wins to this the fight. fighter that we know how he competes at that level. Where was he? Right. That happens. It does. In all sports. This is your show. You ever have that happen to you, Bueno, when you're getting ready to fight and something happens in your life away from fighting that affects you? Training and or getting ready or even fighting? Yeah, you're right. I mean, fuck, this last fight. Yeah, this last fight, he, he had staff also. Yeah. So he was out. Yeah. Hey, what's going, you guys don't wash the mats over no, there? What the fuck's going on over there? We washed the fucking mats, man. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> just had a fucking cut on me and fucking. We'll talk about that. Humping each other. Who got it first? Who got the staff first? I think Brendan. And they started yeah, handing it right. out. No, hey, who Maybe. else? Who else wants staff? Yeah, who else is was, fighting next week? Well, you know, fuck, I, I could train three weeks prior to that. Why do you think I got hella gas? Man? I didn't want to make any excuses. That's why I didn't announce anything. Like during like. It's hard to have to make an excuse when you won. We, 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 but no, at the same time, I feel like I should have knocked him out. Like what the fuck, like. Hey, you know, Phil's a tough guy, though. Well, yeah, fuck. You love a guy who wins the. He's got the California state title, but it's not good enough for him. I didn't. I didn't kill him. He's not dead, so it's not good enough. Well, man, I could have been a little more crisp. I feel you. Come or don't. Infections, no joke. And everything. He didn't get a lot of ring time before. You know, you know I was on antibiotics and shit, and fucking working full time. Yeah, but come on, Bueno, you've been on antibiotics before. I can tell that about you. Okay, so. Basically, uh, go train at Santos if you guys want staff infection and to win yeah, some titles. Yeah, yeah. You get staff infection and belts at Team Santos. That's what you get. <laughs> they, they, they use bleach for their mats. No, no, no. That, never, nobody gets it. That was like the first time I've ever got it in, what, fucking eight and a half years or yeah. some shit like that. So I'm going to give you guys some advice, though. What you need to do is say, hey. I took my guys over to some other gym, yeah, and we got yeah, staff infection uh, at the well, other they gym. Do, well, that's we, funny. We do cross-train at different gyms, so that's yeah. why we don't know technically yeah. where yeah. We, anybody we got it from. Like, it Napa, Napa Valley. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was when Steve yeah. showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Just dropped it off. Oh, shit. Uh -oh. <laughs> hey, I take showers once a week. <laughs> we have a shower. We talked about running it back, possibly. I would love to see Diego and Eugenio do it. That'd be a nice fight. Yeah, I'd like to see that again. Real quick on the other... Garcia, he trains with Adam Wamsley, <laughs> also, and he's been training, and he's also been training at NorCal Fighting yep. Alliance. Dave Terrell squad. Yeah, Dave Terrell. Did, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I think in the last couple, um, couple different well, you know, shows. Because one time Sal, uh, I believe, fought him. He wasn't training with Dave. Right. Then. Yeah, because we wouldn't have had that. Last go year. on if so, he was so that day. Sal at my show in Vallejo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but if right. he was that day, we wouldn't have had that happen, you know. Salisori won that fight with a rear, rear uh, naked, naked choke. Right. But after that, he started training more at NorCal Fighting Lights. And, and Dave Trell and I, we started together at Caesar Gracie's uh, back in 96. Uh, or I was there in 95. The originals, man. Yeah, we're, OGs. we're with the last of the OGs of that group um, that are you know still going. We, we still Old have people. other. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm one of those. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bulging discs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, the, the guys this, this kid is training with now, and I had a talk with him before and after that match at your, your guys' show. Uh, he's, you know, he's stepping up his game. So. Yeah. He looked humble. good. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. You know, because he, he was, you know, those guys both came off a loss out of Sacramento at the Panda Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, you know, they both. Uh, yeah, I see a lot of guys yeah, just like, Eugenio got humped. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 
You should title this episode on YouTube, Leg Humpers and Staph Infection. That's what you should title it. Right? <laughs> so I want to clarify something, though, because, listen, we talked about Diego having some issues and so forth. I like what John just said because I don't want to take anything away from Eugenio. I mean, it doesn't mean that he wouldn't have beat him anyway. You know what I mean? So. He came out like a savage. He came out with some good solid strikes, and that liver, ki- that liver punch was just, like, oh, yeah. on point. Yeah. That, he just was overwhelming him with punches. Just 100%, yeah. He looked great. Garcia looked great. I, there's no saying that if, if Diego came in a million percent, clear-headed that he might have got beat anyway. You know? Well, could have been a split decision. Or could have been, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, before we get into our main event uh, of the night, I want to talk about two fights that got canceled. One was Valerie Thurs and Carly Lombardo. And the reason like the only girl fight, right? I think so, yeah. The reason I want to talk about it is because I love Valerie. Valerie's awesome. I don't know. She likes to bang it, right? Yeah. And Carly's my homie, too. And I, I feel bad because I feel like Carly's getting a shit ton of, like, what happened to her? she's getting... See, that's the thing. Nobody really knows, and they're kind of keeping it close to the vest. Was that, was that her first fight? Or? That was her first fight, yeah. And so she messaged me, and she messaged me and was like, look, I still want to fight. I, I can't get into this. You know, I'm, I have nothing against Sergio. He's like my dad. He's like, she's like, he's a dad to me. She's like, but I couldn't fight. I really couldn't. So I know she's leaving that team. She's looking for another team. Um, but, but I just don't want to, yeah. She's in the base. She's in Oakley. And I, I, I told her, I'm like, look, you, you don't let everybody make you feel bad because everyone has, at some point in your life, Life, you may have to back out of a fight. Yeah, yeah. It just happens. It, yeah, anything could happen. Fighter. We don't know what happened. Yeah, personal issues. So, shit yeah. happens. Nobody yeah. And I know she still wants to fight Valerie. At least that's what she says. I don't know. But I'd love to still see that October, fight happen. Right? I think it would be a scrappy fight. I would yeah. just, I'd love to host that, you know? October. Yeah. Now let's talk about how you fucked up Salasorio's fight. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll, just, we'll just put this straight out there. So, so Solomon Valentine was supposed to show up. He signed a bad agreement. Got yeah, he was even did a little interview and everything. I did an interview with him. He had tickets to sell for the show and an absolute no show. So like he wouldn't even answer his phone, right? He answer his phone. Fool's in Mexico with a passport. Who knows, you know, so... Any that other promoters like out there listening to this podcast, yeah, he's like, like Solomon's not con- he's yeah. not uh, yeah. reliable. That's the first time he's done this too, I right? Mean, I heard. Yeah, yeah from what I understand, he did right? something. The Panic yeah. Up also was a so, no-show on there. So let's let's let's, let's look, for the people at home. Let's let's walk through this. I guess that's why they walk me through a fight. Okay, so you want Bueno to fight? Okay, this is why I want I want to explain this to the people at home. So you want Bueno to fight? You call this gentleman right here, and you say, "Hey, I I want Bueno on my show." Okay, so now what happens from there? Well, from basically it's all negotiation. So if I have some ideas of who I would like to match them up with. I hit up both parties and see what they, you know, throw the names out of each one, see, okay. see what they, see how they feel about it. It's not just negotiation with just a coach. It's with the fighter, both right. fighters and stuff. So I basically, it's a, it's a, it's six people that I'm dealing with pretty gotcha. much. So, you know, you have to pitch a fight like, hey, he could win this way, he could lose this way, whatever, whatever angle, and you present it to him fairly so they maybe don't call it an angle though because it makes you sound like a con artist right well you know well (laughs) i'm just fucking with you bro it's kind of an angle like you know but you got to present all possibilities i get it i get it you don't want to be like hey here's this fucking killer you can't beat him do you want to fight him right i get what you're saying so then they both agree okay so bueno and joe schmo agree now we're gonna fight what happens at this point for that point there then i go see the fighters i get them to sign battle games you know so everything's legitimately documented and everything that i do is uh interview with you know he doesn't have to do that with me because he knows i'm ready to show up i'm not gonna pull out like no bitch oh by the way i took i took so much heat for what i said in the cage we'll talk about that in a second anyways so then they both agree they sign a battle agreement right but now do these battle agreements just mean fucking nothing because how many people just they just don't show up yeah okay so so 
basically the commission the commission's been getting a little bit tired of all these no shows it hurts it hurts the fight promotions it's not just me it's the whole fucking community right you know people are expecting shit hurts the fighter Sal Osorio doesn't get to fight so Sal had for instance the impact on Salvador not only impacted him he had was eight week training camp so all the wait with me too at the same time so you gotta figure all the blood sweat and tears that these guys are throwing out there the that they're not being paid for by the way I want to point that out message the there's the, the, the sacrifices that the coaches put in, the sacrifices the family members family have to deal with, some fucking raging lunatic yeah, coming yeah, home they do. after um, practice and shit, uh, my dad, and the emotions sure. that a fighter my dad's goes through, always been, like, and then whatever have whatever a motherfucker not even show up. Pull out. After he cuts way too, so what's, what a bitch. Le, so, yeah, that's a bitch move. And that's the thing. So, like, in the cage, uh, I tried to get Sal to call him a bitch, and Sal didn't want to do it, so I called him a bitch. <laughs> and then I instantly got in trouble by J.T. Steele. He's like, right. oh, you can't say that. And I'm like, well, I kind of I kind of say what I want to say, but as everyone knows. But my point is this. So he doesn't show up, okay? So he fucks you. Fuck me. He fucks, he fucks John. He and fucks Sal. Dude, he fucks to, the fans. He, to, right. he has to cut weight. That's the main part. And dude. he He's fucks suffering. some other fighter that could have taken that fight. The, right. Yes. So, John, how many people would you say was there for, for Salvador? Probably 30? 30, 30? A lot, yes. And so, not only did he fuck all this, the, 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 the important group of people, but he also family and fans. Right. Okay, so now I'm going to go around the room real quick and give me a quick answer. What should happen to a fighter that does this consecutively? Like, this guy's done this before. Suspended for a year at least. One year. What do you think? I don't really get you said take his license away. Take his license. Well, it depends on how many times he's done this. Let's say he's done it four times. Yeah, take his license. For good? I don't know about for good. Maybe you say one year. So you guys think one year? Two, yeah, two if, to three if you years? do it once, maybe six Four months. Four times, though, like two to three or years. What about man, a fine? Like, what about a fine? So something I, that hurts. Yeah, I mean, fine. yeah something like where you have to pay or something. You have to re-up. You have to spend money. I, I, I agree with that. How about we start putting losses on their record? What do you like, do? You don't show up? Yeah, you lose. That's a that's a, that's so, a forfeit. But see, the thing is, though, Okay. It's like we got. It's got to impact his professional career too. But they right, get right, suspension on a on a, on an amateur level, um, the a cali- this caliber. So I got to add something in here that you guys aren't that you guys aren't touching on. This was a, a one fifty five state elimination match. Right. The winner gets the title. So a shot for my belt. Yeah. Right. So we kind of. would have won. So if okay. So the way that works is if if John if 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 winner didn't want to give up the belt and and Salvador was going to entitled to fight for the belt. They would have to fight or decline to fight. Right. And if they decline to fight, then they might not have that opportunity. Well, then they just take the belt. They hold it up. They have a tournament. Right. Yeah. And um, then right so now, and then it goes um, like that. So uh, if they would have to fight if the opportunity uh, was there. Not gonna fight with boys. But yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, right. I come I come from the Diaz camp. I know nobody fights. Uh, <laughs> These guys don't fight each other. Right. Right. So let me ask you this: Have you talked to Solomon Valentine? Valentine, whatever. He hasn't, he hasn't reached out to me. Either. Is this Fonzie's fight or is Jason Fonzie's fight? It's uh, Antonio Jimenez's boy. Antonio Jimenez, by the way, is fighting Ron Monahan. Look, I got to tell this story real fast. Ron Monahan, president of the, I think it's San Joaquin. I'm not sure. He's a yeah. He's a cruiserweight champion right now for Panda Cup, and he's a president of the Hell's Angels, and he's a he's a bad motherfucker. And what happened was Antonio Jimenez was at your show. And made a comment about who's dick did Ron Monahan suck to win this belt. And Ron Monahan's girl heard it. And Ron Monahan found out. So he stayed cool. I got to give it to Ron because he stayed super professional the whole show. But then they went to the bar after the fights and they surrounded Antonio Jimenez and they were like, What were you saying, bro? 
And Antonio, I guess, backed down from what I heard, although he's denying that. Now, what happened was they were saying, well, Camo's not going to let us fight each other. Well, they're going to let him fight. So they're fighting on Oscar Martinez's show. Yeah. This is Oscar Martinez's show in August. August 24th. Yeah, they're fighting. They're fighting. They're going to actually get it on now. And now Antonio Jimenez is on there saying, and then everyone goes, All right, I don't want to repeat party. this shit. Uh, I'll let these guys well, repeat it. it. He's up. disrespecting yeah. the Hells Angels as a whole unit. Like, he's disrespecting their whole entire biker club now. So, this is, like, super personal. I don't, I, I'm supposed to announce this fight. I'm wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah, that's not a good idea. So, anyway, but back to back to the subject at hand. So, you have not heard from Solomon at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, it's like, you know, I, I moved Antonio away from him, you know, because I, I don't. It, I don't care who what somebody is when it comes to people being at my show. I want everybody to show each other respect. I've yeah, actually physically, yeah. thrown, my uh, personally, thrown people out of my show because right. I don't want to. You know, I have yeah, you I such a, a huge mix of Hennessy. It's Hennessy. Yeah. MMA yeah. saves uh, your life, bro. The Jerry Bolander, UFC legend, a cop comes to the show. Yeah, in uniform. my mom came. Right. And so, <laughs> my mom, Nancy so, Clark. Mrs. Mrs. Clark comes Mrs. Clark to the show. Came, yeah. So something that Deborah and I provide the community yeah. is actually well, a safe environment for everybody of any walk of life. As it should doctor, be. As it should be. Right. And everybody has respect well, for each so other. Back, this is something unique like that my show has I've been very fortunate with. And nobody has a problem with it. And then Antonio comes and runs his mouth like that. like, But here's what I want to point out, too. Because the biggest worry with Ron Monaghan is they're always worried that the Hells Angels are going to do something. But Antonio Antonio was completely out of line, and in my opinion, Ron should have beat his head in right there, but he didn't. He stayed cool. So that tells you right there that even though he's uh, in a biker club or in a motorcycle club, he still was super cool. He was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this here. This is Steve and Deborah's show. I'm going to stay cool. So, you know, the thing is, though, it's like they like having events that they can go to also. You know, we don't have we don't allow cut you know cuts to come to our clubs, show, and stuff like this. And everybody's so respectful at our shows. Yeah. We don't have a problem with anybody. Everybody gets along. Okay. And that's something we, we promote as promoters. We haven't had a problem in our show. Knock on wood. Thank God. No riots. Yeah, like some other places. Yeah. Like every other fucking company yeah. I've ever worked for. But it's like, like something though. It's like I'm really, I really pay attention to the crowd. You know, because the show is Deborah and I's baby when it comes to like producing a quality I thought I was yours and Deborah's baby. Oh. You guys got to get your tickets Yeah. Now, so, this, so, uh, this but it's like when it comes to the crowd, it's like it's important to keep the tabs on where everybody's at. You know, we, we're put we don't Terrence have a problem. Real quick. We, we never yeah. have. And those guys are Terrence. never, ever a problem. Would you show. sanction that fight which, if they would let you? On that list of fighters from back I would be for security. Which one do you think is going to be fighting? Put Bueno on a security shirt? I don't know. That would be a toss-up, you know. See, but, you know, the thing is, it's like, see, so Ron has respect for people's businesses and stuff like that. He does. He does. And they all do. All his boys do, too. When he lost that fight on the stoppage to Gomez. Yeah, that was a crazy show. But the crowd was super cool. And you're talking about the ring girls walking around with no tops on. Wait, where is this This It was a biker. Renegade Rendezvous. And they stopped the fight for a cut. And you know what? His crowd was super cool. Like, even though no one believed in the stoppage, they didn't riot. They didn't start a fight. They were cool about it. Yeah, because, you know, a true competitor is a true competitor is a true competitor. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know? That's cool. They're going to handle the case. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Make sure you guys see that. That's a CFC. That's a show that I'm going to be fighting on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're fighting. I'll be there. If that guy doesn't back out again. Yeah, I know. What's his name? Lame. Oh, Gil Covillo. Yeah.
All right, let's talk about our main event of the evening. Well, he's he's no showed you how many times. Bombs on him real quick. Well, bombs. So what it was is that he was, you know, another promoter offered me a fight. He said, "Hey, I got this guy." I said, "Okay, cool." Then it turns out he had an issue with he had an issue with his. Thank you, Terrence Sater, uh, for coming in, man. Injury. So he's good luck to your title fight. Then. Congratulations so on the new belt. Out, 4 0 undefeated. We will see you guys June 22nd in Napa. Take the fight in the future. And it's like, cool, okay, I'll do it for sure. Yeah. I ain't going to fucking say no. Yeah. I like fighting. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, <laughs> even if I was sick, I'd still fight. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I feel you. And so. This is like a WWF show the Oscars putting on. We got Hell's Angel versus the guy shit talking. We got promoter versus like promoter. We got like all this different stuff going on. I need to. This should be the show where I sumo wrestle Max Griffin. No, so but you know, and I'm like, fuck it, let's fight. And so I get a hold of, get a message from somebody, and they're like, hey, are you still fighting this coming week? And I'm like, as far as I know, I am. And he's all, I don't know about that because he's he's all. What I heard was that guy's not going to fucking fight you. He probably still. He's probably still going to no show you. He might, but I'll be I'll be ready. And that's August, isn't it third? 24th or 26th? I don't know. I'm, I don't that's know. why I'm looking it up right now. So while you're doing that, let's talk about our main event of the evening that took place uh, two weeks ago. California State amateur title, 155-pound belt was on the line. Philip Hattersley, 6-3 dynamic MMA, taking on, at the time, current champion and still current champion. And still. In the studio with us today, Michael Bueno of Team Santos and El Nino. So should we say former state champion? Oh, did you, you, you surrendered the title, right? Yeah, I surrendered it, man. So you're not current. Yeah, well, Don't fucking lie to our to our listeners. Technically, I still am. <laughs> Nobody has fucking fought for the belt. Well, so. he's, he's he's current the current champion of Bayer Combat also. Hey, hey, hey. two time, two, two time, time. I would for, say for, right. two time, two time for BAC, two time for Camo. He should be three time, really, because that's three in a row you knocked out. Part. I mean, I get it. <laughs> they just want to so put another belt. You won by unanimous there. decision to retain your title, which you've recently uh, surrendered, but then we'll talk about that later. And you surrendered that because you thought Sal was going to be the guy that you had to fight, right? And you guys don't want to fight each other. Well, basically. yeah, that and, like, you know. Um, I Who wins a, that fight? You know, I don't know. I'm not going to get you to say it, am I? You know, it's, it's my boy. <laughs> Sal Anyways, told me. Sal told they, they me. They both would, lose. Sal told me he would happens. mug exactly. you and take your wallet if you yeah. had to. No, we would never <laughs> fight anyways. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> so walk us through the fight, man. What'd you think? Um, you know, I thought it, it went like it, it should have. I mean, for the most part, I thought I was gonna um, knock him out, and I, I kind of got a little bit too happy, and I was fucking just throwing haymakers trying to knock him out. And I should have been a little smarter, you know. I should have mixed up my like. Some more body with, shots. Well, that and, kicks yeah. into Combos. shit, too. Like, yeah, I, I could have head kicked him a lot more. His fucking hands were dropping. You sort of stopped changing levels and stuff. You were just head hunting for oh, a Oh, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> I seen him fucking stumble and I like, yeah. fly into the cage. And I was like, oh, he just needs one more good shot. And I can fucking right. put him out. But, I mean, like, honestly, I should I should have hit him with some combos. <laughs> if I would hit him with some head kicks, uh, he would have went out, I think. So who do you think was a better competitor for you? Would Julius? Oh, no, or I, think I, it I, off top, Julius. No no doubt about that. That was like, I, I actually, I brought my A, a game with fucking Julius. Like, I had to make sure my Wait, are you saying you brought your B game against Hattersley? Well, no, I was fucking he was sick. sick. Like yeah. I said, yeah. I was. I, no I was rounds. Like, he yeah, legit, for rounds. like three, uh, three weeks, I couldn't fucking train or anything. So you had like, Santos staff. Yeah, my fucking cardio was just straight shit, and then like uh, I didn't work on my kickboxing or anything. So like for the most part, I, I felt like my my striking wasn't as good. Like it was I just gotcha. I was just ready for like a like a, a brawl, like a street fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 
I'm always down to fight, you know. It just I wasn't on my A game, so. What'd you think of Hattersley? Give me uh, review fucking, Hattersley. No, he's a fucking stud. Like, I mean, f- tough fucking tough. chin, dude. Tough chin, like uh, for sure wouldn't go out, like you know, like and it kept coming forward for the most part too. After I was, I, I felt like I was piecing him up. I don't know if you guys thought so, but like. Yes, for, I agree. Yeah, you know, for the most part, he just kept coming forward too, and it was like, fuck. I mean, so that's he, kind of fights I like. Well, yeah, but he just kept looking for that goddamn takedown, and it's like, dude, like you're not. Gonna Did get it start that to shit. frustrate you though that he wasn't going out? No, it didn't frustrate me. It's just like, dude, you're not getting this fucking takedown, bro. Like, you know, yeah. you better stop. Cause, yeah, but he was he was doing damage with the chokes also, where the chokes. Oh yeah, set no. up positional battles. Like, I'm surprised he, he got up on top. Out, out the first round, I was legit picking him off his feet. I remember, his fucking yeah. Neck. I thought that was absolutely going to finish it. Yeah, me too. I even said, I forget who was sitting next to me, but I said, oh, he's going to tap. He's going to, he's got no yeah, choice. or go to sleep. Or his neck's going to snap. Just like, no, because that's the same shit I did I think to, I, was next to, you at that time. Uh, yeah. I did to Victor, my, my second or third fight or whatever. I got him in an injured choke and I literally just kind of picked him up and then I wrapped my legs around him, but. That was for me too. That was on Vallejo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So thing. I thought the same shit, I, but that fool like fucking did some death roll like an alligator and popped up out of it and fucking survived. Yes, you got to give him some credit. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. He's a him, fucking, that was, that was he's a beast for that. He took some big shots. He took, he got out of your sub. Well, yeah, no, he was, yeah. what, ranked number four it's in fucking set. California, so yeah. he, he wasn't a bum or anything. Six no, and three record. Wasn't a bum or anything. No, no, he was like, you know, him and, uh, I think Julius and, and Hattersley are the two top ranked uh, 155ers in the Northern that California. That division is so fucking stacked, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just like in the UFC, the 155 division is oh, always sure. stacked, yeah. It's just, a, it's just a, it's such an exciting, it's like you get right to where they're like really strong and they can knock each other out, but they're still small and fast enough that yeah. they make every fight exciting, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So it's not like 125s, but it's not like 185s either, but it's like right in the middle, so it's like nice and clean. Yeah, so well, what, where'd you guys even get him at? Because didn't I have like two opponents fucking drop out previously before that? Solomon Valentine? Were you supposed to fight Solomon Valentine? Right, <laughs> Oh, okay. Never oh, Deborah got yeah. that fight. Okay. Nice. Good yeah, cause I thought I was supposed to Good fight job, some Deborah. two guys from SoCal or some shit, and they ended up not well, wanting to fight. Well, you know what, what it was, we, we, had, we had somebody lined up to fight down south, but we're also trying to find fishing for some other, other talent. Okay. And the thing is, he didn't get back to me to like, way later and so the opportunities like the door closed yeah you okay. know i because i can't you know i have a business to run i have a show to fucking exactly. you know, who was the down south fighter that didn't get back uh, in time? i'd have to let me look this up okay um, this is this is definitely going to be in the future for this guy this kid's a k- tough guy he had a lot of fights like 15 so while, fights while he's looking that up let me ask you this you surrendered the title yeah so what are you going to do now What's your plan? Um, Are you staying at 155? Well, for sure, I'm going to stay at 155. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, fuck. I mean, if I get a whole day to like to rest or whatever, like I'll gain a shit ton of weight. What? Like before I stepped in the cage, that last fight, I got up to 167 or something nice. like that. What's your walk around? Uh, 172, okay. 175. Okay. So. I gained a lot of weight back. So it's a pretty so. big cut that you're well, making every time. Exactly, yeah. but I mean, I gained it back, and it's, it's not too much for me. So I'll stay at 155 for the most part. Um, I'm thinking about going pro in MMA. I might, I might do some amateur kickboxing matches or boxing matches okay. before I go pro, but that's about it. Okay. What, what, let's talk to you because you're his coach, and I'm assuming his manager as well. Uh, I just help these guys. I point them in the right direction. Do you have a timeline in your mind of when he should turn pro? Yeah, I mean, uh, soon. I, I mean, he's done everything that he needs to do in amateur. He's the two-time defending state champ. Uh, he's, you know, three times or two-time Bay Area combat. I mean, 
it's time. And meanwhile, a lot of people, they do this full time. He's not doing this full time. He's working full time. He's going to you know, school two times a, a week. So he has to miss training. And meanwhile, he's on roofs all the time with the sun doing AC and everything. So, I mean, this guy, if he puts it all together, he's going to be special. I mean, more special than he's already shown that he is right now in amateurs. I think he can do that in pros. Yeah. But uh, a couple of stand-up fights, that would be fine. I'm cool with that. And you know, you're not the you're not the Panda Cup champ, but you beat the Panda Cup champ too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, they didn't you, want to offer that belt. They didn't so want to really, you could you could online. be that champ right now as well. well no, we yeah. we, we yes. could have had the Panda Cup. The because I was the guy that went on Facebook BAC. and said we yeah, need to just make this a lineal belt. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Unify it. Yeah, yeah that would have been cool. Yeah, fun. that's the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. So the other guy is Zachary Kaczynski from down south, is the who we were talking about. Okay. He, okay. won, he won the elimination match down south. I think it was a uh, That David Sharp. Dinkin put together. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, David Dinkin's been working really great with me. Um, he's He's been really, like, pushing towards uh, bringing the north and the south together to fight. Okay. Uh, in fact, David. The king of the north. <laughs> <laughs> so David, the David, David. I know actually, Joe Phoebus is trying to put together a north versus south card as well. So, well, so, what, we, so what we got is uh, uh, for uh, uh, Salvador Osorio is going to be fighting. He's going to fight. Uh, uh, Osorio? Uh, Osorio? Oh, Osorio. 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 Who's Osorio? Shit, dude. Sal the Savage. Sal, yeah. I mean? Sal, I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to announce Sal, him in Sal, the next Sal, fight. Osorio. Shoot to fucking kill. So, Chase, he's going to be fighting the Javon uh, Coleman from, uh, he's six, that's his name, that's the guy we were talking about, right? He's uh, six and three from uh, Excel Jiu Jitsu, ranked 11 in California. Okay. He he's a brown belt, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a tough guy. Big good fight. Yeah. So, in. Uh, uh, What's Sal's record right now? Five and one, so it, it should have been uh, six and one. But no, it should be six and zero. Yeah. But they gave it to Julius on. No, that no, one, but man. this last. Guy wow! <laughs> I second fuck? that. Yeah. Hey, that was a split decision. It that was a great way. fucking hey, fight, man. But, but hey, I could have watched those guys for ten more rounds. But at the same time, you have to dominate the champion. Yeah, right. you have to take. You got to beat the man. Exactly. Yeah, you got to take the belt. So that fight's going to be August sixteenth down south in San Diego. Okay. That's going to be good. That's going to be a good fight. So he turns pro. Let's say he turns pro six months from now. What, right. What's the plan? Like, what's the – how do we bring him along? What do we do? Just go undefeated, man. <laughs> <laughs> Where does he start? No staff. No. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of different places that we can um, – you know, we've talked to a couple, and um, we'll, we'll just find the best fight for him and, and um, get everyone to agree on it. And yeah, him, the coaches from Pay El Nino some, some and cool Joe money. and everyone, we'll get everyone on the same page <laughs> and uh, we'll go for it. How old are you now? No, no low bar, baller shit. Uh, I'm 28 yeah, now. Welcome, yeah. welcome All right, so you're right at that now. age. Yeah. It's time. These the fighters need <clears> to get paid. No matter what, it, it's sad to me that, like, even the amateurs, they, they make so little. And then at the same time, the, the, the promoters have to pay so much for the insurance. Why, <laughs> why doesn't Camel give yeah. that back to some of the fighters? I mean, the, the fighters are the ones getting smashed in there and everything else. They should get compensated a little bit better. Yeah, than, without us, though, yeah. they wouldn't be getting it's paid. The, it's or anything, the gangster so state of California, bro. It's yeah. like, yeah. you yeah. know. It, it, well, you guys gangster. are lucky you're not paying to fight. That, yeah. Honestly, I swear to God, in the hey, state, I'm, you're lucky you're not paying to fight. Hey, some of these <clears> fights, I'm actually paying to watch these kids fight. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, it's, it's like if you put a dollars and cents for each matchup, I've paid to watch people fight. I mean, I, it's roughly what? If you Flying throw people out, fucking hotels. $500 yeah. or something just in camo fees and all this shit to watch a match. Yeah. If they don't promote themselves, they don't promote the show, they don't bring a fan base with them. Then I'm paying to watch them fight. Let me ask you guys this while you're talking about this. And while we have yes. literally a representative from every facet of this. 
there's been a lot of promoters that force you to sell X amount of tickets. Right. And that's what you either get paid out of or you get a percentage of that. If you don't right. sell X amount of tickets, you don't fight. Right. So and I'm not going to name names, Roy Ariola, but l- <laughs> how do you how do you feel about that? Let's say you go to a promotion and they say, hey, I've got a great fight for Michael Bueno. This other guy's ranked number four in California. This fight's going to put him on the map, but he has to sell $1,500 worth of tickets or he doesn't get to fight on the show. It's, I mean... It is. I always say, like the fighters do your best, you know. But it shouldn't be. It should be the skill set of the fighter, not not just what you can sell. And that's sad because they they sell they sell you know the, the money that they can make about it. Right. And it shouldn't be that way. I, I felt this from the very beginning. I, I was around in the old IFC days. Right. I was there when my old fr- uh, training partner Steve Heath fought Chuck Liddell. <laughs> I was uh, there. Pick, I was, pick, I, I'm that's when I was fighting. I was yeah. fighting on those shows. Okay. So I'm from back then when you know I was there all, all the time. You know, it, it just how this has evolved where in the pro level where the UFC is so rich and the, 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 the minimum 10 and 10 is such bullshit. Yeah. I mean, literally, like you, you make it to that level. These guys kill themselves. And it's not just the coaches, but it's the, it's the athlete and the, the, the martial artists. They have to go and like do the running. They have to go and do the dieting. They have to go and be upset and like, in, you know, in that world. You know, this, right. you know, it, it sucks. And I don't know. There's just if someone said. Michael Bueno would have to fifteen hundred dollars for the tickets. I'd be like, I'm cool on you because, I, because it, in your opinion, the promoter should be selling the tickets and the fighter yeah, should be training yeah, do, for the fight. Do your job. We'll do ours. Absolutely. And, and at the same time, I know that he sells a shit ton of tickets already. He has a big following. He has a lot of family. Right. And, and, and his jujitsu family. But is not every fighter also. has it that right. way. And right. I, and I understand that. So it shouldn't. You shouldn't hurt the guy that only has five friends. I'm just okay. saying. Bueno, what's your take on this? I mean, if they gave me a fucking a limit where I have to like sell a certain amount, I'd tell them fuck you. Is that something you've ever entertained, Steve? I've seen, I've seen requirements of other shows. Well, yeah, but if yeah. it's pro and they're paying you a certain amount of money, like okay, if you sell this amount of uh, tickets, then we're going to pay you this much money. That's for one your, thing. Yeah, for yeah, your show, you know, what I'm saying okay, then yeah, I'll do that shit. But, but we're like, talking about ticket requirement. You have to sell this many, or you don't fight. Have you ever thought about doing that? Did that ever cross your mind? Well, yeah, they should well, at least be able to sell we, ten fucking tickets. Right. Yeah. Because you know, it it, it there's a whole bunch of dynamic you got to look at. It's like you know. Does the fight make sense? Does is it going to bring a crowd? Is it, you know, names don't necessarily put butts in seats. And right. if you really think about it, it's like, you know, like like paying celebrity fighters to show up at your show. That doesn't necessarily right. put people in until the you get to that level. Like I'm going to be honest with you, if Justin Bieber fights Tom Cruise, oh, it yeah. will one yes. million percent yes. be yes. the biggest pay per view yes, in the history of life. Right, a million. I watch right. it. So, but Tom, I get Tom at this Cruise level. Accepted. At but this those, level, you're saying no, it doesn't it, really it, help it, as much. It doesn't. Right. It, it can't. Right. You know what I mean? Until you get to that level. Shit, we had our. You know who was at our first show in, in uh, Santa Rosa? Like, you know, we had Quentin J- Jackson there. We had uh, we had a. Uh, Baby face. But were you able to put them on the poster? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it's just it was just, you know, we had them there. Edwin Dweez, we had him there. So, so basically, you're saying you have thought about it, and you do think that they need to sell some tickets. Well, yeah, it's it's all about representing themselves. But one thing I one thing I do also is I I help sell the fighter to the community, the fight community. It's like I interview them, I talk to them, I go and train at their gyms and talk, take pictures and all this stuff, and I try to and I boost their stuff. You know, it's like I. I, I spend advertising money on them, too. Right. It's not like I'm not doing them a favor. It's like I, I don't act like the fighter owes me anything, but I'm trying to help them out because when they grow, I grow. 
Yeah. See, I use the I use the analogy. Uh, Tony, I don't know what, what you guys know about boxing, but there's a Sacramento boxer named Tony the Tiger Lopez who held a few titles. He fought for Don King, very well known in the Northern California industry, and he fought a guy named Rocky Lockridge. Um, who recently actually went viral for uh, beating up some some guy. He was homeless, and he beat up this other guy. But anyway, um, nobody really knew who Rocky Lockridge was, and nobody really came to see him. But they fought three times, and of those three times, two of them were the Ring Magazine Fight of the Year. So if they had gone by that rule where they said, if you don't sell any tickets, we're not going to have this fight, no one would have ever got to see those two fights. And they ended up being fucking amazing fights because Rocky Lockridge had no friends. Nobody fucking cared who he was, right. but once he fought, then it was like, oh, shit, did oh, you guys see shit. Rocky Lockridge fight? So that's, that's my worry is that someday we're going to lose a fighter that could be the next big thing because right. he doesn't have any fucking friends right. and he can't sell any tickets. But also, you know, it's like you got to look out for the business. It's like, I understand. You know, yeah, fighting is a business, too. You know, it's like we sell the product to the community and stuff, and everybody has to help support each other. And there's levels of it, too. Like the, the first time this amateur is first time in the show, he sells five tickets. Okay, they, I get it. You know, it. the first these are the ones that are the biggest sellers, I found. Really? I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, because they're, they're, they, they brag about Because their whole family first. wants to come see if yeah, they can fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All their fucking aunts, cousins, nieces, nephews. And it's funny when I fought, and you were talking about IFC. Yes. Because I fought uh, Warriors <laughs> Challenge 3 against David Valasquez. Okay. And um, Steve was Heath was Warriors. actually on that show, too. Peck choke But champion, it's funny right? because... Nobody fucking ever watched me fight. I swear to God, my family never came. My mom came to one fight in L.A. when I fought um, Steve Cutler, who was Chuck Liddell's guy. Only time any of my family ever came to a fight. And then my little cousin started fighting in, like, mid-2000s. And, and the whole fucking family Everyone wanted to go. Up. Yeah, because it was a big deal now, right? So it was funny because I watched my sisters and my mom. and everyone, Oh, we got to go watch Darren fight. What the f- Nobody fucking watched me fight, right? <laughs> but it's a bigger deal now. Right. So I agree a lot with what John says, too, is that... The promoter now has the ability to promote these fights because people want to fucking see them. Right. You know what I mean? And I do think that the fighter needs to focus on training. But I do think that there has got to be some kind of happy medium where the, the fighter brings in 10, 15, 20 people if he can. Shit. And then you sell an extra whatever. Like you said, you're a good marketer, right? Not a lot of promoters are. A lot of promoters say, oh, I put this show together. That's it. Right. I'm going to put a fucking picture up on Facebook and hope everybody That's comes. That's all we need. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't work that way. So what can we do as, as a community to take a lot of the stress off the fighter to have to sell all these tickets well, and take a lot of the stress off the promoter to have to sell I these tickets. I think Deborah and I have actually doing something a lot different that a lot of these shows are, are, are not on the same page. We run TV commercials. We actually have a lot of internet sales on our tickets and stuff. So, um, and you know, our, our data every show keeps coming in more and more data. So we're actually able to fine tune our marketing And you're tools. making more money. We're tr- yeah, we're just trying so to pay your find announcer more. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just got a raise. Let me, let me write anything. you a check. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're trying to about. dial yeah. into marketing and stuff, you know, which we're not a big company. We're, we're, right. we're the little guy and we're, we're actually trying to make a, we're doing it. We're making a mark in the MMA community here. Right. Well, this Building is, this is different too. I mean, doing this right here, this is cool. Right. You guys are trying to build a name. Yeah, and you're help, you know, it's funny, too, that you mentioned that because once we started doing this, and I'm not going to name names, I had several other promoters reach out to me and say, hey, will you host a show for me for my company? And I, I know it's because they, they watched this uh, one. You 100%. know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it's, a, it's a, a lot of people do podcasts, but not a lot of fight companies are doing it and staying consistent. And that's the thing I love about Deborah and Steve is she calls me all the time and is like, hey, let's do another podcast. Let's do another podcast. It's not a let's do it. Hope it works. Ah, uh, fuck, it wasn't that great. Fuck it, we're not going to do it anymore. It's let's stick with this until it Build, grabs. Building content. Yes. Yeah, it's yes, a, it's, it's all, major. It's, it's branding. Grind. It's all branding. Yeah. The yeah. grind. Yeah. Like, I go, 
It's like uh, I every every weekend I go to a fight. I make sure I make a facial appearance at every single show possible. You know, gets, I know I got to hear it from everybody. Uh, Fucking Steve Barnes here. I Barnett's saw that motherfucker, dude. I <laughs> yeah. know, right? But it's yeah. like you know, I make an appearance everywhere I go because you know, it's like I, you know, I'm, you know, like you and I are the face of Bay Area combat. We are known. Yeah. I can't go anywhere. It's like you know, I'm I'm talking to fighters. Like, yeah, I know. I see I see your stuff all the time. You you know, on our podcast and yeah. people watch this stuff. It's like you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's going good, and I think I like what John said. It's like just doing something different that nobody else is doing. And I think that's what everyone needs to do. I think fighters need to do that to make themselves known. I know that it's the big thing to like be a shit talker and start yeah. a fight before the fight, and that's how you get known. But there's other ways to get yeah, known. Yeah, you know, as it's well, like you know, you you know. Every although fight, I love shit talk, I, just I love it too. I adore yeah. shit talk. A little it's bit like of the controversy is great, but then yeah. fight it and fucking shake hands and respect each other. You and know? they do, and I see that a lot lately. We yeah. see some. I mean, even th- dude, even Nate and Connor, like the, the hugest feud in the world, they shook hands. You know, oh, yeah. Polly and Artem Labov. And so it happens. You know, it does happen. Okay, so we can't go on forever today, but I, I do want to thank you guys for coming out. But I want to ask yeah. you something. Is there anything that you want to say um, just to, in fan, to the fans in general about MMA and, like, things that, that you need to, that you want to see changed or something different that you want to see oh, in MMA? Just to the fans, uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks for supporting uh, these guys and gals are, are super hardworking and that, that are part of this show right here and, and also the, the fighters. I mean, it's all about the fighters. I mean, that. They, they put in so much, and you don't see the back the back part of the dressing room when they're vomiting and when they have a cold <laughs> shower on them and they can't walk and, and this, that. It's just, there, there's other steps to this. Everyone just, you know, you want to have a, a drink and have fun, and you're not there. Like, I've been on both sides, the winning, the, the highest, but, and then at the same time we've had someone on the card that loses, and you're like, your heart is like there as, as a trainer. So, I mean... The, the sport is growing. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu, that's where my background's in, and, and that's that's growing, too, from that, and teaching the kids, anti-bully and everything else. But just keep, you know, like, like you guys talked about earlier, keep it positive, and, like, you know, there's no, there should be no riots. That's bullshit. Right. The right. riot should never happen. And if, if you're thinking about that kind of bullshit, don't come, because we were there at the Panda Cup where the, 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 the second one, not the first riot, but the second one, they got rushed in the back the lady came in and we were there and sal and julius were supposed to fight yep and that got canceled and all i could think about was nexting a gun being pulled and then my two kids at home and my wife and i was like ah and it's and it's literally that small of a line from what was going on to someone going out to their trunk and getting getting oh yeah 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 Yeah. so i mean thank thank you you know everyone that coming out you know absolutely you know fortunately though something that we've all learned is promote some of the promoters have had to deal with this it's like they've upped their security. They, you know, selectively are cutting out different schools and stuff because of the type of element that they, 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 they cater to. Uh, and we've started eliminating that content of, to the show. So I, I was back, I was there back in the day when he fought IFC. Um, Kayla Mitchell, who's one of my, like, a brother to me, he, he was fighting at 17. Love Kayla. And, and um, uh, you know, Gil Castillo, that's who I started with, Gil Castillo. You million know, Dollar Man. Yeah, the Million Dollar Man, him. And then young Dave Terrell, he was there later. He Scott came. Adams was yeah. out there fighting, yeah, all those yeah, guys. Scott yeah, Scott Adams. And it, it's really important, you know, to, I remember all that stuff. And I just don't want the fighters to be taken advantage of, especially right. ones that I'm um, close with. Hmm. I mean, I love all these guys, uh, Bueno, Joe, Sal, and even Brent. Uh, and uh, Hollywood, all these guys are coming, trying to do it. And um, Albert Glancy, another one of our fighters, he's a fireman. He just lost recently, but he'll be back. I mean, these guys mean a lot. You know, it's not just, um, you know, win or lose. It's like be there when they're, when these people lose. But, um, you know, to, to go from those days when we were there and watching you guys 
fight and uh, Nate Marquardt um, lost to Gil Castillo and then yeah. Dana White was there when he had hair and I was there and they were they, they had the Japanese promotion and they were going to give right. him the, the belt and Gil stepped up and beat him and then that was how Gil was the first guy from our camp to make it to the UFC from Caesar Gracie's yeah and it was amazing because him and I we started he was like a big brother to me and, and now I'm like this big brother to these guys and it's yeah. like I'm like passing this like lineage on and I just want to be real with them I don't want nothing I don't want no money I don't want shit I just want them to do good and, and get in the right path because there's a whole bunch of you know I mean even back then but bloodsuckers oh yeah, management yeah companies, just, these guys they just want even Paul Smith them. look look we've had our ups and downs with Paul he was my manager he, he was my trainer obviously I worked for him as a ring announcer for IFC but I mean the second I met that dude when I started training with him back in 97 98 the first thing he did was hand me a contract 25 uh, percent of this 30 percent of that 25 percent. Yeah. you do a commercial i want money from that you know it was the first thing he ever gave me right and so i know exactly what you're talking about it's been that way forever um one thing i want to point out about you because you were talking about how you love these guys there's no fucking money right now you're not making any money off these guys but when sal's fight got canceled you were upset like listen and you weren't upset for you you weren't upset for john santos you were upset for Sal Osorio and you were and I could tell like you were emotional in it and to me to see a coach like that and that's how Steve is super passionate about the company so is Deborah you're that way about your fighters and that's what we really need and I wanted to point out real quick you talked about the riot at Panda Cup fucking sucked Suck. horrible should never happen yeah. but the one good thing that came out of that Security. if anything well that but was that you guys ended up doing a cross promotion because then they ended up fighting in Bay Area for the Panda Cup title. Right, right. And that's something else that we need. We, that's why I said we need to unify these belts because these promoters need to fucking work that's together. That's brilliant. That's, that's yeah. such a great idea. And, and for you to say that, I hope people listen out in YouTube land and everything else because that would make it, that would give more credit to, the, to what these guys are fighting for. And, and with uh, Sal Osorio, that was, uh, I felt terrible. He's looking at me and he's like, sorry, coach. I'm like, you don't have nothing to be sorry about. So, uh, talked to Steve and what Steve hooked me up with JT who's the head of camo yes and I went and talked to him and Derek and I negotiated the the when Bueno's going pro there's that belt's gonna be available and I negotiated the title fight for Sal versus the South the best nice. in the South so I got that to go and Derek backed me up and said yeah he's worthy of it and that that's and we're how, talking about Derek Williams and JT Steele yes, yes and yes. that's how everything went down and that's that's one at least I could give that back to that you know Good, good guy, and say, hey, here's that back to you. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's that's a, you know going against tough guys is a worthy opponent, but it's you know we're having we're gonna start having to bring more fighters up from right. down south because the the fighter pool everybody's fighting everybody up here now. Bueno, is there anybody you want to fight? Is there anybody on your radar that you're like, fuck, I, I want this dude? Be, be honest. Don't Either he's me. talking shit or you just say, hey, he's really good, and I want to fight him. Don't hold back. I mean, honestly. I don't know, man. I just, I'm just down <laughs> to fight. Bueno, dude. <laughs> man, Can we stop bringing this fucking guy on the show? <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. I'm just chilling, man. I don't care. Fucking, I'm all just right. down to fight, dog. He's I'm going to tell you guys Joe's a cool story. Down. All these guys, uh, Joe Crop Shop, he's our pro, and he's down. He's, he's down to I'm going to tell you guys a quick story down, to close out the show. It's a cool story about Nick Diaz because of you talking about the IFC and that stuff. The first time, so I, when I fought back then, I used to wear these fucking Valley Tudo shorts that were way too tight on me, and they said Team Cooley on the back. So the first time I went into Nick and Nate's gym with my cousin Darren Cool, you know Whitey. Yeah, and, um, I enter his gym. Yeah, yeah. so we, I went in and uh, started training with these guys, and Nick walked in. I hadn't met him yet. And I, I was sitting on the ring because he had the this is old this is the old Phil Torres gym over in Stockton. Yeah, I was the, yeah. I trained there. Yeah, so yeah. I was sitting in the corner ring. You know, had the ring here and the cage here. Yes. And Nick came in. He was like kind of jumping around, and, and Darren had told him I was coming. So he comes over to me and he's still shadow boxing, 
And he goes, hey, you know, I used to watch this, this real scrawny dude fight back in the day with Team Cooley on his trunks. Would that be you? I said, yeah, that was me. He stopped what he was doing. This is Nick Diaz. Everybody says he's disrespectful. Stops yeah, what he's doing. He turns and sticks his hand out. He says, I want to thank you because without you and all those guys, we would never be able to do what we do right now and make the money that we make. So for him to say that, that's a guy that everybody looks at. It's like, oh, he's an asshole. That dude's fucking cool as shit. He's super respectful, and he respects what happened before him that got him to the point that yes, he's at now. Yes, he calls me old school. And yeah. so I, I would go and stay the night when they, he had his house in Stockton, the, the other one. I would go and stay the night at their house, and we'd train at that same gym you're talking about. But Taurus. I would wake up Nick at four. We I'd wake him up, and we eat some vegan food. We'd go get some tea, and then we'd do the drive, the smoky drive. And we would go to training, and we'd train till midnight. And there was fucking a million people that yeah, used to come in there. In the crew, so many people. Lucas, all those guys. Lucas, they, they, God, and yeah. Whitey, Demaza, they, they all those guys. Stay till the end. Dingbat. Till, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, 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 all the way till midnight, and then we would go shopping. And, and, and it just it was a it was a good vibe. Then I'd stay the night. I'm like I'm tired. He's all just stay on my couch. And then it'd be like he's like, when are you coming back? Come on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He'd beat me up, and I'd be like, thank you, Nick. And he'd be like, all right, let's go again. You know. Yeah, yeah. And when I lose it, times when I lose at jujitsu, he I'd go up there, and he would just he would s sit there and go an extra hour and drilling one boring move that no one wants to help you with. But Nick Diaz would be the guy that'd be like, let me help you with this, and we yep, drill yep. it for an hour, and then I'd come back and get a win the next week, and it'd be that dude. Yeah, they were super cool, and I, it was funny because, and I could tell the story because Nate, everyone knows Nate smokes weed. So yeah. when I first started training there, me and Nate started to get close for like the first three weeks, and then we left training one night. We went to, uh, what is it, the fucking Jamba Juice place. Yeah. So he comes up to me, he's like, does this little thing to me. He goes, hey, man, you burn? And I go, nah, man, I don't smoke. And he goes, oh, didn't talk to me for one month. Wouldn't yeah. even fucking look at me, dude. Like he thought I was a cop or something. I'm yeah. like, I'm like Nate. I'm not a fucking cop. Yeah, I just don't trusted, smoke weed. Man. Yeah, can't I can't be, be trusted. trusted. That's what it was. I get it. It was hilarious. Um, all right, man. So Michael Bueno, first of all, congratulations on yes. the belt, man. Congrats. Great fight. Thank you very much. Um, I hope you turn pro soon because I want to see those fights. There's so many fights waiting for you in the professional ranks. Uh, thanks for coming out, John. Thanks Thank for you. coming out, Mike. Thanks for having me, uh, Steve. Obviously, um, you put on a great show, bro. Congratulations. As always. As yeah. always, Debra. I'd really like to see. I'd really like to see a rematch with Diego and Eugenio so make that happen nice. that would be a good one don't drop the ball on that shit make huh. that happen and Austin uh, Brown versus Brent Candler I'd like to see that one too train, let's, let's hey. why do you want to see back. that one again John because he didn't train <laughs> he literally did not train and he works for a moving company so he has to move all the and he's really skinny they both and he had skinny. staff infection and he had staff that one. Hey, you know what? <laughs> but if they train if he trains I, th I think Sean and uh, your uh, your other guy yeah. Sean who? Oh, Sean and Albert? Yeah. Sean who? That would be a bad matchup. That would be a good one. Sean who? Sean, Sean. Foster and uh, Albert. Yeah, I want to see Sean fight again. By the way, Sean, I love you, bro. I'm not saying you're a boring fighter. I'm saying I want you to get some killer instinct and fuck these dudes up when well, you got them on the that, ropes. That would be a true test, though, for Sean, because, yeah. you know, Albert, be Albert, Albert's a tough guy. Yeah, Albert's yeah. going. Yeah. Albert, next time he, he does anything, he's 175, though. Make sure you guys check out our sponsor, Suncoast Awning, for everything that they do here for Bay Area yes. Combat. If it wasn't for Suncoast Awning, we're sitting in the Suncoast Awning office right now, yes. by the way, doing this podcast. Don't forget so, about the IBEW, uh, IBEW, Local 180. Um, Express Insurance. There you go. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, guys, and make sure you head over to the website and get yourself some uh, Bay Area Combat gear or Facebook or wherever. When you come to the show, get some of this shit. I get all this shit for free because I'm fucking awesome. We'll see you guys on the next show. When is the next Bay Area Combat? I forget. October 26th. October 26th. Hopefully, Michael Bueno will be on the card, but maybe not because he's already half drunk right now off Corona. <laughs> uh, but we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, check out the Bay Area Combat Facebook. Peace out.